Charlene the Poet. Yeah. Tell me how um how passionate are you about poetry? That's such a boring question. How <laughs> did you come up with poetry? This is such a boring question. Ask me specific questions. See if you really know that I'm a poet. How do you come up to poetry? <laughs> Okay, I was passion. I would say I'm passionate because I had so much pain. Mm -hmm. Being single and not engaged to the podcaster himself. It's painful. <laughs> it was it's painful. so painful. <laughs> You're acting out so different. What do you <laughs> Just mean? Just like normal, like we're on a, like the microphone was not here. Okay, so wait. I thought I was acting normal. <laughs> Well, because I know you, I feel like there's another personality in this. I don't know how to. I don't know what you mean. I'm you're acting myself. no, <laughs> no. This is like you're acting on some professional, like a celebrity. But oh my God. I have zero views. It's not. It's not a. Just oh have fun. Okay, I'm and you can because listen to it in the car. It's wordplay. It's wordplay. Yeah. The end. Okay. Cool. <laughs> okay. Tell me about. Charlene, who is Charlene? I'm still figuring that out. Perfect, I like that answer. <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> we all right, that out. it's gonna take a while. Meet me at my gravesite. Catch me, catch me at my gravesite. Great. Gravesite. As in the grave. Great. Tombstone. Yes. yes. You know Why would I catch it? you in the tombstone? You know how they say catch me it's, outside. It's too late. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's too... Catch me there, and you'll know. More about me. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right. So, what do you want to talk about? I don't know, cause this was your idea. I had probably three glasses of wine, and you decided, "Hey, let's make a podcast <laughs> because you're gonna be more comfortable. You're yeah, not, you're not gonna be nervous." So great. Tell you tell me. Okay. What is your most hmm? What is the poem you're going to perform this Friday? <laughs> What's a it about? Boy versus a grown man. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, would you mind telling us about that? It's about the title. It says it itself. Like, what you think it's going to be about? Flowers. Is yes. <laughs> flowers and it's, tunnels. <laughs> it's going to be about. The difference between an unmatured person, specifically a man, and a matured man. Tell me the difference. I'm pretty sure the listeners who are zero would love to hear the difference between a grown boy and a, a grown man. The difference is not as uncommon as you think. Because, you know, like you have a grown boy that's attractive or not to say grown men aren't, you know, you are. <laughs> But uh, you have grown boys that will still treat you like a queen, you know, that will see you as his girlfriend. But there's something better. And, you know, honestly, people don't know that. I didn't know that till I just wrote this poem. 
prayed to Jesus like, I don't understand how a Romeo isn't it. What what is? What is a Romeo? No, I'm I'm saying how a Romeo is actually a grown boy. And why would a Romeo be? Since he's the image of romantic. Exactly, but a grown man is Adam, because mm-hmm. Adam actually <clears throat> dealt with adversity when that whole Garden of Eden was, you know, like shutting down on God's term, like the whole fire and the, you know, the um, not Jesus, but the angels. The angels was like, you know, you got to go. You ate the apple, so I'm going to need you to get to the bounce. apple out of here. <laughs> Time to bounce, dude. Right? <laughs> right. So, Adam, and I remember watching a movie with my um, with my parents. The only thing that stood out to me as Adam and Eve was getting out of the, was forced out of the garden of Eden, was that Adam held Eve's hand. And that stood out to me. That's a grown man. He held her hand while getting out of the mm-hmm. paradise. Mm-hmm. Like accepting the challenge mm-hmm. of what's to come. Only to realize, you know, your son killed your other son. Oh, uh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's what happens later. But, I mean, at that moment, that that's a grown man. Mm-hmm. That holds your hand like a real friend through adversity. To mature. Yeah. Mature so. man. So Romeo, like he drunk poison or something. I don't know. But I, when adversity struck, he killed himself. So I don't, I don't need that. <laughs> That's pretty. <laughs> it's logical, right? You don't want right. your husband to kill himself. No. If uh, anything bad happens. I don't need a. I don't need a a man that calls his gun his happy clapper when adversity comes. His gun. Yeah. Like a literal gun. Like yeah, there's some. Oh. Yeah, I, re- I read too much Stephen King novel. A happy clapper. Happy clapper. <laughs> Stephen King calls happy clapper. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah, Stephen King is pretty creative with words. Very creative. All right, so that's what means your poem about a grown boy and a grown man. Mm-hmm. Uh, a boy can treat you like a queen, but a grown man will be there in all sorts of adversity. Mm-hmm. I like it. Mm-hmm. High five. It's pretty good. Now I have no more questions, but... Uh, well, you did say a grown boy would treat you like a queen. And the listener, listeners may see it as like a cliffhanger. Like, well, what is he supposed to treat you as beyond real royalty? So a grown man um, see you as a queen, but treat you like a king. Someone mm. who is equal to him. Tell me about the time that you found your grown man and how were you able to discern that it was not a grown boy? You like this story, don't you? Yes. Yeah, you do. Yes, I do. I saw him. I saw this grown man eating a breakfast sandwich. And I stalked him. What country was this? This was in... In China. 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 In Espanol, China. In American, is China. 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 Yes, like Trump. China. And I saw him eating a sandwich. This is the way he ate the sandwich. It was like, whoa. I didn't, I didn't write this part. Like, the way he's supposed to eat. 
um, you know, it would make Gordon Ramsay just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I asked him a question, oh, are you going to such and such class? And I already know. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. Okay, but that's like at first sight. But later on, as you got to know him. I knew. He asked about my poem, even though his attention was like far off from mine. <laughs> it's like, hey, I just want to like lay in your bed. But I'm going to say, hey, can I read your poems? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yeah, you can read my poems in my bedroom. <laughs> but yeah. I was very straightforward. <laughs> I held yeah. no lies. I was transparent. And I told you I liked you right away. Yeah. Right away. First day. Never done that, but I wanted to do that with you. Because I just felt it and it was true and I didn't want to hold back real feelings. It was a vibe. Mm -hmm. You know the vibes. <laughs> and the rest is history. The rest is history. And more. And more. So tell me about uh, what were you doing in China? I was finding myself. So I couldn't find it in America. So I was like, maybe I'll find it in China. Yeah. And in China, we live the American dream. What? <laughs> oh, no. Word. Why? Are you word. like this? <laughs> was I supposed to say word? Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> it's so weird with the microphone in the middle too. Right. Feels strange, like a different character even for me. Imagine like a whole camera's like crew. Yeah. It would be an intense to like have a private, intimate moment uh -huh. and then actually act that out on top of that. Yeah, it must be. Well, that's the wind. Hopefully they cancel school tomorrow. Uh, let me give you a moment. Just see that. Oh, we're good. We're good. It's a cat playing outside with oh, the leaves. Gosh. We have a cat. We have a cat beauty. Uh, she's playing really nice and making noise outside. But where was I? Oh, yeah. Personalities in uh, videos. They they change. It's, it's different. It's difficult to, to say something or do something when you know you could be... Uh, either judged or just I don't know somebody's listening and it's different like having ghosts hearing what you say but you never see them that's just our cat yeah <laughs> is this microphone really sensitive it's maybe maybe we'll find out okay but I don't know how sensitive um well let me see tell me something that you really tell me something that really makes you happy and you whatever you oh. period why next question awesome <laughs> and tell me something that makes you really angry but you're comfortable to say the past uh -huh. i i've i've accepted myself to really My, I accepted myself in the past to really love myself in the present, but it still gets me angry to think of that person I used to be. Because it was just like nothing but an angry little girl. Right, and you've come a long way. Mm -hmm. 
So mm. I want to say I'm proud of you. Mm. And you are the queen in your stories. Mm. You are the person who deserves the grown man. Oh. You became what what you needed to be to deserve such a thing. Wow. Yeah, Thank you. That's true. Babe. Just facts. <laughs> Fat facts. <laughs> Fat facts? Yeah. Fat facts. Oh my goodness. That's like yeah. last night. What did you say? Full of souls. You said told the boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's from that's from Goggins where he says, Who's gonna tow the boat? No, no, I thought you were trying to mimic Megan the Stallion. You know, just drive the boat. Uh, drive the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Who's gonna tow the boat? Who's gonna tow the boat? <laughs> he says that all the time when when he's uh, doing something challenging, oh <laughs> he just goodness. keeps going, who's going to tow the boat? <laughs> but something along there, maybe I'm getting the first words wrong. <laughs> oh, that's very nice. So, Shalene the Poet. Mm. How do you feel that this is going to be in a podcast and it's going to be, you know, you could listen to it in the radio as you're driving from here on? I don't like to listen to myself. Uh, even though you perform on stage. Yeah, I would prefer someone listen and give me critique. I'm well open to constructive criticism i know the difference between a hater or a miserable low life and constructive criticism so i'm open to that i'm definitely open to open to constructive constructive criticism criticism, i laugh at anything else that's less Mm. yeah you're gonna perform this friday how do you feel about that? You excited? Nervous? nervous. I'm nervous. Muy nobriosa. Nobriosa? Yes. Okay. Is there yes. <laughs> yes. Very, very nervous. I'm definitely looking forward to it. I just took a big gulp. Yeah. I hear our cat. Yeah, our cat is meowing. Wants to enter. So I think that it's a... You think it's a good uh, time to end the podcast? No, the cat can keep me on. I'll be alright. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll just open the door oh, quickly. Yeah. Why don't you tell our audience about your most memorable memorable experience? Oh, look at you transitioning like a poet! Snap, yeah. snap. Yeah. Okay, so my ma- most memorable moment yes. is when we get closer it's gonna be noisy when we found our cat we didn't buy it at a store or get it from somebody else at a garage sale our um well actually my fiance's brother found it by a trash can because the trash can was near his window and kept meowing for at least 10 minutes and he eventually went out, out outside and like see if this was like a cat meowing or like what's up like what's disturbing his sleep and it was uh i think a 2 weeks old kitten i don't know how old but he, she was still blind at the time and she was all white like a mouse and if that if she didn't meowed, we would think she was a rat or a mouse. Yeah, she's so cute. Yes, and um, that's the most memorable moment that I'm giving in details because I didn't know how long my fiance would take to get our the same cat 
back inside. Yo, Rock Cat is uh, she's playing outside, having fun. She doesn't want to come in. <laughs> she's being a cat meowing, but uh, not really coming in. So we're back. We're back on the podcast with the Danian Satian. So I'm not good with interview questions, but can I ask you yeah. a couple of questions? Yes. We have time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so hopefully I'm pronouncing it right. But can you tell us in a brief synopsis of what Dia um Dias Dia de los Muertos Dia de los Muertos 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 Yes. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um Dia de los Muertos is a Mexican holiday where on the first of November children who passed away are celebrated or remembered by going to their tombstones and talking about it maybe bringing something that the deceased person used to love to play with or eat and you put it in the tombstone and you do this with the family and the second day of november you do it for the adults so do the same thing hang out in the gravestone and just think about it remember the person bring their favorite thing and that's it there's other ways to do it you can also make an altar like a little table with their pictures um, and their toys just put everything in there and make a beautiful kind of like a christmas tree and we do this to celebrate them remember them and it makes us closer to death and we see death in a lighter tone it's nicer and it's not so gloomy. It's more happy, more like a bittersweet. And I think as a culture of Mexicans, we don't see death as scary as other cultures. So why y'all have glitter skulls? Yeah, we have sugar candies yeah. made out of skulls. And we paint. When I was in school, we used to paint skulls and colorful with flowers all types of colors hang them around the house make skeletons that were dancing and put them all in a string and just put them somewhere as decoration and we also had to write a poem about death about somebody in a family dying or being who was passed away and then we have to make a little story of how the the person was doing something fun but then the the skull death came to take them away but you do it in a fun way you, you do it you have to make it funny or fun i think we call it calaveritas which is uh, little skulls you know i think that's very remarkable we currently in our in our dining room we have a salt shaker that's in the shape of a fancy skull <laughs> yes yes with hearts and flowers on a skull yes and your engagement ring is just a skull with diamonds on it yes quite beautiful (laughs) so i really do admire how you guys are able to like move on in a way when i hear um this special day dia los motros um it's really just sounds like you're able to just move on through an ordeal like death mm-hmm. and death is really traumatizing the way your perspective is set up 
it's almost like that meme picture where you have like this bus that's driving in this like uh, narrow pathway, but one side is like the sunny side and the other side of the window is a like dark view of rocks and mountains. Mm-hmm. And it's just like how you view life is just only based on your perspective. Had the other passenger on the other side just view, just looked over, you know, just had happened to have slippery eyes, could see the flowers and the meadows. Mm-hmm. I feel... That is what Dia, Dia de los Motros is about. It's about celebrating adversity and just calling it, oh yeah, the most common adversity that's very traumatizing to people can be that. So we celebrate that. Yeah. And I really do admire that. I really do. That's hence, you know, you picked your engagement ring out. Yes. Same way you picked mine out. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted something... That it looked manly, but also had pretty rocks in it. Because <laughs> I am envious in how women are allowed to wear pretty mm-hmm. rocks. And I love rocks. They're my favorite thing. But mm-hmm. men to wear pretty jewels, it seems girly or feminine. So I tried to find a ring that doesn't look exactly feminine. That's just the shape of a skull. And instead it has pretty rocks. That way I'm allowed to wear stones on my finger. Very nice. Without looking... You know, you even got the scoldy hands wrapping around the school. Oh, yeah. And yeah, there's some bony hands <laughs> touching the skull uh, as a replacement for the band. So it's pretty cool. Really pretty nice. Artistic. I'm glad you picked that one out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm glad. Good engagement because I got you something nice and I wanted to also get myself or something for the man as well because the woman gets a ring. But the man doesn't. And I wanted something. And you got me this. <laughs> Which is pretty nice. Mm. Alright, one last question to end the podcast. Uh, no, you can ask me. I want to ask you another question. I'm going to just like freestyle this just like the first one. Mm-hmm. So... I'm the first black girl you've dated, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. So what made you uh, kind of, I don't know if you did with freestyle, this offer I gave, you know, initiating, you know, I want you, what's up? Mm-hmm. So what made you say, mm-hmm, <laughs> okay. To cross to the other side. <laughs> 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 I love how you can articulate what I'm trying to say in better words. <laughs> I just try to make it funny. But um, <clears throat> when I saw you, you looked like a model. And I was, uh, I thought, what is she doing here trying to be a teacher dressed like that? <laughs> but, uh, when you said hello to me, your first word after that was uh, a compliment that you liked my energy, was chill. And I just found it so heartwarming and special that uh, your next word was something sweet and a compliment. And many people don't do that. A lot of people may start with a question or some random stuff about the weather, but they would rarely ever offer something that is not selfish. Uh, A compliment is the opposite of that, selfish. And I thought, wow, that's a special person. That's different. Nobody really has done that. So that got my attention 
and then we kept talking and it was during class and just like a comedy i just couldn't pay attention to class <laughs> even though i was the smartest well not the smartest but i'm in the front because i'm a nerd <laughs> i'm in the front and then this hottie is talking to me and i just started lacking also your energy and just couldn't concentrate no matter what i tried and uh, thankfully the teacher was given the only day that they started giving team assignments and i really loved it because i i could spend a few minutes with you every time and we were behind he gave like three assignments and we were on the first one still <laughs> trying to figure out and you would ask me uh what should the response or the answer be and i would tell you i don't know i i, I don't i didn't listen to the teacher and i thought that's the worst that is the worst thing that could happen to me because I'm always on point with my stuff. Except that day when you are there and I sort of also tried want to impress you, but I'm looking like a dork. <laughs> like, I don't know the answers. <laughs> you, you keep asking me, well, what are we supposed to do? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what we're supposed to do. I, I listen to the teacher, but I don't hear him. <laughs> I was distracted in my mind. And one thing went to another and I just kept liking you more and more. And that's how I crossed to the other side. <laughs> I feel like your bachelor's in psychology and your knowledge in the wealth amount of book you've read help, you know, um, uh, stay with me longer to say it as blunt as I can. Because I, I, I came with a baggage, mm. but you knew how to say, hey, this is, this is really a light load. Oh yeah. Yeah. Came yeah, with the yeah. baggage. I I feel like I came with the U-Haul. <laughs> I was like, well, it's only one. Okay, it's not like it's. <laughs> it's not a whole house in a trailer. It's, it's just the trailer, and some parts inside. So you you knew how to decode, dissect me very well, yeah. and in a way that I I knew how to. Um, do it for myself and to understand who I am and continue that. So we were like interdependent together. Mm -hmm. you, were, you were your own self, but you knew that I was still trying to figure out who I am while, you know, dating you. And you was like, uh, you, you ask the right question mm -hmm. to continue any issues we had together because you knew it wasn't like some type of character defect it was just like you know she has some issues but i'm willing to you know understand them because she does have character yeah definitely and i really appreciate you that for doing that because it helped me to even read the same amount of books you did, you know, if not just the same books you did. I don't think I would like honestly read the same amount of books that you mm. did, but I, I read a couple of the books that you read and one of them changed my life a lot. Uh, What's that? Never Split the Difference. Oh, yeah, by Rick Voss. I think it's Chris Voss. Oh, Chris Voss. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Ross. <laughs> you, why don't you say Rick Ross? Why Rick Ross. Who's the guy who paints? Oh my God, no. <laughs> Bob Ross? Is he? No. no. <laughs> Is it Bob Ross, the guy who paints? I don't know. I just uh, know Rick Ross. 
is a rapper. I think it's Bob Ross. <laughs> the one with the happy little trees and the happy paintings. I love anyway, that Chris Voss is the yes. writer of that book. And it's a strategic book on how to make money. And it it motivated me to even read finance book and to even listen to podcasts about finance. Hmm. And that podcast led me to read, you know, recommended book about savings mm-hmm. and spendings, like cutting back. So I love your attitude toward a lot of things. I love your attitude toward many things, your relationship and your finance and just growth. And you're only 25. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like agreeing but. Uh, right, I'm. I'm just saying, like the way you act is like much older. Cause it wasn't until I was like 27 I took my life serious. Oh. Yeah, and you, the fact you've been taking your life serious for a while. Well, that's good, cause you had fun. I I took my life serious since the womb. <laughs> I didn't have as much. It fun. scares me. I don't want you to wake up with a child in your lap and say, "I want to have fun." Who? Me? You? Yeah. I don't know. Like midlife crisis. <laughs> Right. No, I already had it. I already had my quarter life, quarter life crisis. I have it every year, <laughs> but it's it's a uh, it's more depression than the real, you know, crazy going up there. But the way you handle it is is really good. I can't handle it the way you handle it. You mm. handle it very well. I commend you. Oh, thank you for that. Thank you. And now to end it on a positive note. Um, relationships take work but they're always worth it as long as you know that the person is worth it and in every relationship there's problems um but but you will be able to discern when the problems are realistic able to be fixed or they're just not and when they're not yeah it's not worth it when it's been toxic and hurting you as a person when it's taking out the worst in you yeah, that's a toxic one, so you should leave. But when it's actually making the best of you or at least being challenging enough mm-hmm. that you feel that you can, that it's not overburdened or too stressful, and that's good. You know, it's always good to work. And um, relationships is always choosing to be with a partner and struggle together, find a solution together. And sometimes you may sleep angry, but as long as you wake up and whether it's a day or three days, but you <laughs> come back together <laughs> and talk to each other, it's good. <laughs> and there's no toxicity going around, like going out and cheating and all that stuff just for revenge. No revenge stuff. Um, you know, not toxicity is good. Snap, snap again. All right. Well, thank you, Sherlene the Poet. Thank you for coming to my podcast with Sir Reviews. <laughs>